everyone, Mo here. Before we dig into this week's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about why we had no new episodes for a couple of weeks. You may have seen this on our Twitter, but my husband and I sadly had to say goodbye to our cat Tiberius, who you may know as Bubba. Bubs was the mascot for the Squonk and the Hag and loved by many. He had an inoperable tumor that made us have to consider his quality of life and ultimately say goodbye. To share some of his joy and in a celebration of his life, I'll leave you with a clip of his purr. Thank you, everyone, for being kind and understanding through this difficult time. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. People say Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in that. I showed emotion. You know what people said? See, you really can't get violent and angry. Welcome to The Squonk and the Hag, a podcast about murder, mystery, the supernatural, and even a conspiracy or two. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Mo. And I'm Kraken. Welcome on in, guys, for another episode. Today is, uh... It's well, Cracko is... Tales Day. It's a Cracko Tale! Yay! And it's really weird because we're recording during the day. Yeah, this is weird. The sun's out. I don't like it. For anybody who doesn't know... We had to do it during the day because it was spooky story, but Mo wouldn't be scared if it was dark. Tell so. people that. The reason we're recording during the day is I'm on vacation this week, and it was easier to get our schedules lined up this way. Yes. And because it's light out, so now I won't be scared. Yes. All of that. All of the above. Yes. All right, so we uh, don't have any, I guess I should have checked with you before we started recording, but we don't have anything special to bring up today, so we're going to probably hop right into our story. Yes, and actually, I should be the one who should be afraid, because this one is, is located pretty close to me, like within driving distance. We're going to talk about the lizard man of scape or sw a swamp. This is that's a tongue twister. I get I have to slow down every time I say that name. Well, considering that you struggle with basic words. Uh... Yes, but specifically, this one comes out the same wrong the same way every time. It doesn't come out scape or swamp. It wants to come out scape or swamp. And I don't know what a swamp is, but I guess it's where the squonk lives. I was going to say, the squamp is your habitat as a squonk. The, the squonk lives in the swamp. I really hope that you have to say skateboard swamp many, many, many times. Oh, oh, I have to say it several times. Good. But um, I would like to point out Ranger's opening line here, because what Ranger wrote this one up, so I'm sure this is going to be fun. Uh, swamps. They're wet, kind of grimy, kind of slimy, like Krakow, and also <laughs> scary. I feel like the like Krakow could have been at the very end there. I mean, is Krakow also scary? Sometimes. 
Okay, fair enough. But Praco being scary aside, um, it, it whenever you think about swamps, though, it doesn't take too much imagination to turn a swamp into something scary and out of a horror movie. So, because you could just say it's it's at night, it's on a full moon. There's gators growling, owls hooting, a fetid breeze that wafts through the air. And suddenly you're not in Shrek's swamp anymore. You're in some sort of found footage horror movie. But you could also, maybe the the gators aren't growling and the cattails are catching in a soft breeze. And, you know, the soft moonlight hits the ground and, you know, it's peaceful and pretty and... Not from a horror movie, crickets, maybe a gentle rain. And then in the distance, you just hear a muffled, whispered, what are you doing in my swamp? (laughs) And then it goes from zero to 100 again. But as Ranger said, today we're talking about something from an even more terrifying place, South Carolina. While this is namely due to Krakow currently residing in that state, there there are other less friendly beings that reside there. Um, I actually, speaking of Ranger State's locations and everything like that, this past weekend, I have discovered Ranger doesn't live in South Carolina with you. Well, not with you, but like, I thought you both lived in South Carolina. This shows my amazing grasp on geography because I am so good at geography, but he lives in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, he might as well live here because, I mean, he's close enough to me that it's like it's not that far of a drive. Like, it's a, it's a nice drive, but like, it's not. It's still technically a different state. <laughs> yeah, technically, but I mean, it's close enough that. <laughs> I feel like I need to adopt your concept of uh, travel and geography it's close enough because like when you think about it like you have like just for example you have the side of georgia that is right there on the border of south carolina and then you've got the portion of georgia that's right there on the border of florida one of those is further than the other and i'm not wrong you are not wrong see there is a difference yes it is a different state but there's areas in that state that are closer than other areas in that same state hashtag cracko logic it's rare that I am speechless. Is it, though? Is it? And and yet it always happens with you. It's always with me, but is it rare? I think more uncommon is the, is the phrase. Fair. Fair. Although I'm pretty sure there are people in this world that would really love to learn that trick that you have, because then they could get me to shut up. I don't even know what kind of trick it is, so I couldn't even teach anyone if I wanted to. It just happens. Okay, anyway, so South Carolina... It's a state. It is a state that Ranger does not live in. Yes, and there are swamps here, and apparently one of those swamps has a lizard man in it. Uh, You shouldn't talk about your house like that. Listen, it's my house. I'll talk about it however I want to. (laughs) But apparently our lizard man is not a big fan of cars, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, of course, I have to say the name again. Scape or Swamp is a basin that is 96 square miles or 214 square meters in area. And you're, I, I don't know if, if this name is going to make you laugh or if you're just going to be concerned or what, but it is a tributary of the PD River. Kraken, did you name the river? I feel like this is your level of maturity. Maybe. <laughs> At least it's not the PP River. Here. But it's pretty close. All you got to do is, you know, go up there with a marker and just drop a line down on the D and suddenly that D becomes a P. Go where with a marker? Like, are you going to... The sign that where the river is, just go to the river. They have signs that, that indicate where the river is. Yeah, but 
changing one. Is that not a thing everywhere? Is like yeah, but changing one sign is not going to change the name of the river. No, it's not. But someone who sees the sign is probably going to think whoever did that's insane, and they would they wouldn't be wrong. You should go on Google Maps and uh, request a change. I'll do it. The funny thing is, like, if if I can actually get that to happen, someone at Google is just like, "Oh, they must have changed the name. Small little river in a little little town here." Yeah, sure. I'll just go ahead and approve that. They probably changed. It. I don't need to look into that too much. Yeah, the PP River. <laughs> but how how Scape or Swamp got its name is is even more interesting. Supposedly, this isn't a hundred percent. We aren't hundred percent sure if this is how it happened, but this is this is a pretty close guess. But uh, during the Revolutionary War, a group of redcoats were being entertained by some local women. And this gave the revolutionary volunteers the opportunity they needed to ambush the soldiers. They captured the redcoats and let the ladies escape into the surrounding terrain. The area supposedly was henceforth known as Escaped Whore Swamp. And I guess if that's true, then I'm guessing they needed to make it a little more family friendly. And they dropped a few letters (laughs) and now it's Escape Whore Swamp. Because that's the only thing that makes sense in my book. Because I I don't understand what Escape Whore is, but... Uh yeah, yeah. That, that didn't really make any sense. I, but. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if escape is like a slang for escape, but the the other part I think might have been the family friendly aspect. Yeah, they could have. I, I mean, I, that's very possible that that's what they named the swamp, and then someone ended up just later like, yeah, let's just cross out these letters here, and it looks a little nicer. <laughs> looks better on maps. But uh, our lizard man friend is supposedly a bipedal lizard humanoid with green lizard-like skin, snake-like scales, red eyes, and three fingers on each hand, and is about seven feet or 2.1 meters tall. It all makes sense now. Krakow is lizard man. Yeah, this is why you struggle to count. Yeah, he's only got three fingers on each hand. I must be like a a special mutation because I can only count to four, so I must only have four fingers on each hand. (laughs) I say that like I don't know how many fingers I have on each hand. (laughs) You're seven feet tall now. Different. Oh, no, I am not. Again, I'm a mutation of the lizard man. I have four fingers and I'm nowhere near seven feet tall. (laughs) All the extra height went into the extra finger. Anyway. (laughs) It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Unless your finger's like two feet long. Exactly, like an extra one foot. (laughs) Just one of them. An extra one. Just one of them is really long. Krakow just walks up. It's all fun and games till Krakow walks up, takes off his glove and says, E.T., phone home. I mean, you could use it, you know, uh, like the pointing sticks that they use instead of lasers sometimes. You could just use your really. Makes it easier to get the last Pringle out of the can. (laughs) Anyway, our first story begins in a small town called Bishopville and the surrounding area. So on June 29th, 1988, a 17-year-old boy named Christopher Davis was driving home from work after working the late shift at a fast food place. And uh, on the way, his car unfortunately got a flat tire. So he decided he was going to get out and fix it and take care of the problem. So, and he did that without any issue, but as he was getting back in his car, he saw a figure coming out of the tree line on the other side of the road, and it began coming toward him. Because that's something you want to see coming out of the tree line when you're fixing a flat tire. Alone on a dark country road, yeah. Mm-hmm. Naturally, he bolted into his car and began to drive off, but whatever this thing was jumped onto his car. That is impressive. Like, 
that's not easy to do. I've never tried, but I would imagine it's not. I I, I don't know if I could touch a moving car. As you're like, you know, I mean? like if I just reached out to try to touch it, let alone jump on it. I mean, the question is, how fast was he going if he's just pulling off and it jumped on his car? He might not have been, you know, up to speed yet. And okay, fair. But as anyone would do when some unknown creature jumps on your car, he slammed on his brakes, causing the creature to fly <laughs> off the roof of his car. I do that with like cups all the time. <laughs> but just imagine instead of a cup, it's a seven foot tall lizard, man. Did he apologize for hitting you? <laughs> he did not. But as this thing flew off the roof of his car, he was able to make his getaway. But it did damage his car, understandably. Uh, it took off one of the car mirrors and gouged the top of the car. Dang. And uh, understandably, Davis kept quiet about this encounter because he feared that people would call him crazy. Until about two weeks later, when he heard of another car, a Ford LTD, with its fenders ripped off. The antenna bent and wiring had been ripped out. There were deep scratches along the body and the chrome trim had seemingly been chewed off. Oh, yummy. I, I, that was perfect because Discord got a little weird for me. I don't know if it did for you, but that oh yummy was auto-tuned. Auto-tuned session over. Hey. Yummy, yummy chrome. Yes. I'll just, I'll just take that sound clip of you just saying yummy, yummy chrome, and then there we have the explanation for the lizard man. Oh, we could auto-tune it. <laughs> yummy, yummy chrome. And like loop it. And then, like, there could be, like, a fast version that's like, yummy, yummy, chrome, yummy, yummy, chrome, yummy, 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 chrome. And we could make, like, our, our own mix of a, a song. Are you okay? I thought I was. Blink twice if you need help. What? You don't, you don't like my song? Oh, no, 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 no. It's perfect. Wonderful. 10 out of 10. I'm just going to hire, like, a big producer to... It's going to be number one on the charts. Hell, if... Uh, Rebecca Black could release Friday and people loved it. I can release Yummy Yummy Chrome. I mean, do it. You won't. So in the summer of 1988, 12 more people claimed to see this lizard man of Scape or Swamp. I have to say that very slowly still or it's going to come out Swamp. No, I think you need to say it quickly. Like, uh, we're on a time limit here, Cracko. You got you to go, go, go. Scape or Swamp. There you go. Faster. A little better. Faster. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. It's only going to get worse if I do it any <laughs> faster. Supposedly, some people were chased by this creature and others were slowly being followed until the creature was spotted and then it just ran away. Um, there were also more reports of mutilated cars. Uh, on July 24th, four teenagers on a double date saw a massive looking thing run across the road about 20 feet in front of them. I, I don't know what you would define as a massive looking thing, but it ran in front of them. That That's what we know. It, it ran in front of them and a bicycle. Why can't I say that word? OK, a bicyclist was chased away from a drinking well near a public road that summer as well. I thought... And shortly after... I thought it all, I hmm? thought it hated cars. I guess it hates anything with wheels, apparently. Because it's going after bicycles now. Hmm. That or... The, I mean, it says he was chased away from a drinking well near a public road. Maybe that was his water. Maybe. Or maybe it's like... Because it said it chewed on chrome... So maybe the bike had some, like, shiny parts on it or something, and it was like, nom, nom, nom. 
You know, this is sounding more and more like me, just something chasing shiny metal and like it lives in a swamp. I'm starting to think Ranger's been following me. It's only one way to find out. How is that? I don't know. I. <laughs> it just felt right. She's like, I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think I'd get this far. I was like, wait, is there something I'm missing? Shortly after receiving this initial report, the local police received several more reports of howling and screeching coming from the same area. The officers were dispatched to that area and they found three 40 gallon cardboard drums smashed and scattered all over the road. Now, for those of you who do not know what a cardboard drum is or have no clue what I'm talking about, basically it's a giant paper towel roll with steel caps on either end. But they're a lot more sturdy than paper towel rolls because those are pretty flimsy. But yeah. basically they take a bunch of cardboard and layer it together with glue and then it becomes basically wood. I don't think I... 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 That... That's not how it works, Kraken. It's close enough. I mean, it's it's very thick, very tough. It's hard to, like, break with your hands. You can't put, like, liquids in these, these cardboard barrels, though, unless they've got the waterproof drum liners. But anyway, I have no idea what was in these, um, in these cardboard drums that were smashed open. And I don't know if they were smashed open because of the shiny steel caps on the ends of them, maybe. Or the wheels. That too. But on top of the uh, the cardboard drums, there were several trees that had their tops torn off about eight feet off the ground. I don't think trees naturally do that. So you're telling me this thing can jump eight feet in the air? Well, I mean, if he's seven foot tall, you know, he just kind of reach up and just grab the top of the tree. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I'm 5'3". I cannot drop, jump five foot in the air, but I see what you're saying. Like, he reached up, and he grabbed it, and broke the top of the tree. Yeah, Lizard Man's built different. Because, um, you to think, Lizard Man's a big boy, because there were also more three-toed footprints measuring 14 inches long by seven inches wide. That, that's a big foot. But it wasn't Bigfoot. Wait, now, okay, you said three-toed? Yes. Like, not flippers? No, apparently it's, like, an actual foot. It's just got three toes. Huh. And these footprints uh, formed a trail that went almost 900 feet into the swamp. Wow. Uh, apparently they took castings of these footprints, and apparently they're still on display at the South Carolina Cotton Museum in Bishopville. So that might be something worth going and seeing at some point. Wait, there's a museum about cotton? Bro, everything around here is based on cotton. Well, it is the fabric of our lives. There, there are so many old cotton mills around here. We just got whole museums based on based on cotton. You heard of a ball pit and you get ready for the cotton pit. No one knows how deep it is. Moving on. On August 5th, Kenan Orr, an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base, filed a report with police stating that he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15 and that he had shot and wounded it. I don't know how you react to this kind of call, but um, he had evidence. He presented several scales. Um, that he do, that he got off of the lizard man. Do lizards have scales? I mean, this one does. Apparently, he's got snake-like scales, but um, these were these appeared to be fish scales, as they were identified by Sheriff Truesdale. Uh, he also had a small quantity of blood as evidence. 
So they've got a good bit of evidence about this giant lizard. Yeah. They got footprints, we got scales, we got a blood sample. If it's real, I mean, it could be an elaborate hoax. Like, you could just make stilts with giant feet on them and Fair. a scale of fish. And um, who knows? Maybe it was human blood. I mean, it could have been because later on, uh, Orr would re- recant this account two days later when he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol. Sheriff Truesdale specifically slapped Orr with this one for trying to fool him into thinking that the fish scales were anything other than just fish scales and the misdemeanor offense of filing a false police report. But according to Orr, he had invented the sighting in order to keep stories about the lizard man in circulation. So it was fake. I don't know where the blood came from. If it came from, I guess, maybe an animal or something that he had shot. or Maybe it's the fish that the scales came from. It could be. So that's that was an interesting summer. <laughs> now, as the, the cold and windy weather of fall began to emerge, the sightings of the creature slowly disappeared and no one saw him again. And since 1988, there have been very few scattered mentions of the lizard man. In 2008, CNN mentioned the lizard man legend in a story about a couple in Bishopville who reported damage to their vehicle, including blood traces. Uh, The blood traces were subsequently found to be from a domestic dog, uh, though the local sheriff suggested it might have been a coyote or a wolf. Guessing coyotes and wolves are trying to break into cars now. I mean, wouldn't you? you? You asking me if I would break into a car? If you were a coyote or a wolf. I mean, if I smelled food in there, probably. Wait, are we, uh, wait that still sounds like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> officer, I'm sorry, but there was a Big Mac on the front seat. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer, but I the, they had a domino sign on the roof. There were pizzas in the back. I couldn't help myself. I physically could not stop myself. I was possessed. I wasn't going to take anything from the car. I just wanted the pizza, I promise. I was possessed by the spirit of Papa John. (laughs) I think that's my new favorite phrase to say. It wasn't my fault. I was possessed by the spirit of Papa John. New shirt idea. (laughs) But just put these random quotes with with designs on shirts. It'll It'll be fine. This is fine. Look, I have the most random merch shop ever. You got the only peasant shirts. You got you got the shirt with the spirit of Papa John. Oh God! <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen during recording. Sometimes it just happens. No, I know exactly what's gonna happen during recording. You're gonna end up laughing or wanting to leave or all of the above. Insanity. <laughs> just just insanity. In 2015. Local television station WCIV featured photos and videos claiming to be of the Lizard Man, allegedly taken by Jim Wilson and other unidentified individuals. It says, I believe this is the one where Lizard Boy looks like he's in a rubber suit. Like a scuba suit? I need to look up this video because I haven't seen this one, but apparently it looks very fake. Stephen Colbert even had the clips and photos on his show, apparently, so... (laughs) 
That one must have been really bad. That's amazing. Later on in August of 2017, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division sent a humorous tweet regarding possible paranormal activity during the solar eclipse that passed over the area, hinting that people of Lee and Sumter counties should remain vigilant for sightings of the Lizard Man. (laughs) Welcome to South Carolina. We have cotton museums and our emergency management division is tweeting about paranormal activity during the eclipse and watching out for the lizard man. I mean, I think every state has their version of this, but I don't know if they're quite as funny. Probably not. (laughs) And we'll have to dig a little more into that and try to find some more funny cryptid stories and see if there's if each state really does have like a, a hilarious cryptid. But um. Now we get to go into a little bit of the the history portion of the episode. Ranger found mention of a Creek Nations story in one of the articles about a large lizard. But as far as he could find out, uh, there's a word that I'm not going to be able to pronounce. The Muscogee Creek Nation? I know I butchered that one. Uh, I think it's Muscogee. Muscogee, okay, of course. I could be wrong. Uh, that sound, I could be wrong. You could be wrong, but that sounds more accurate. So that name... That I can't pronounce. That that nation that I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, supposedly these stories of the large lizard never extended as far as the Bishopville area. So that's why Ranger didn't include that story here. Because uh, according to, to his research and what he could find, it's not very honest or credible to tie to this story of Lizard Man to the Creek Nations. It's like it's two different stories. So apparently we have Lizard Man and we also have Giant Lizards somewhere in the swamps so the swamps around here sound like a very fun place to go awesome some other interesting things to note about the actual initial investigations of the lizard man in 1988 the uh, then sheriff truesdale took everything rather seriously albeit with a sense of humor this man supposedly was quite the character he threatened to prosecute anyone who filed a false police report about the creature which he did when Orr tried to pawn off fish scales as lizard man scales Um, Truesdale apparently actually cared and was concerned for the people who saw this thing, whatever it was. And this was namely due to the witness witnesses being people that he knew were credible and wouldn't really have any reason to to lie about seeing a lizard man. Yeah, like it's not some like crazy like I'm thinking um, Independence Day, the yeah yeah the character that was now it turned out he was abducted by aliens but that's a different story uh but you know how he goes around the town and everyone's like oh yeah you remember when you were abducted by aliens <laughs> so it wasn't a situation like that where there was just one outcast of the town that was like i was abducted by the lizard man i mean did anyone actually get abducted by the lizard man who knows i don't know cracko did you abduct anyone no. Cracko. I haven't abducted anyone. Okay. So the sheriff, since he was actually concerned about the sightings of this lizard man, he became a point of interest to the media and he played the part. He stayed up late talking to news reporters from London and Australia, and he stated that he couldn't do any police work until after 12 midnight due to the amount of calls he was getting. Oh, my God. Everyone apparently wanted to know about the lizard man. That's that's. Nuts. Apparently, he was worn so thin he even fell asleep during an interview with the Detroit Free Press. <laughs> Poor dude. But that didn't stop him. He continued on and said the press needed to know what was going on. Wow. So, like, 
he sounds really nice. Like he cared about the townspeople. He wanted to make sure everyone was informed about what was going on and what they were doing about it and stuff like that. And understandably, everyone was interested, not just the locals, because it, it wasn't just Lee County's news, but it was basically world news. And even as news reached him in uh, the 2015, uh, in 2015 about the sightings and pictures, he was not happy, but upset. He was bedridden and couldn't go check on the witnesses to make sure that they were okay and heard. Um, Unfortunately, he died about a week later on August 7th, 2015. Uh, His niece, uh, he and his wife never had kids. Abby Denny carries on his legacy by keeping his memory alive. Uh, She continues to talk about the Lizard Man and her uncle's involvement in the case. Oh, that's sweet. Then we go on to the story of Lucius Elmore. First, first of all, that name. I love the name. I feel like I might steal that name for a D&D NPC because that sounds like Lucius Elmore, the arcanist of a uh, like Dwarven city or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know a mage when I see one. <laughs> I know an elven mage when I see one. <laughs> now, Lucius had a nephew. His name was Harry. Harry Elmore opened up a restaurant named after himself and his father across from his uncle's old butterbean barn. Try to not giggle and it's not working. I was giving you a minute to process butterbean barn. <laughs> now that, that sounds like something from the Harry Potter world. The old butterbean barn. It's Harry Potter and D&D combined. Well, like they have butterbeer. So maybe one of the things you need for butterbeer is butterbeans. Yeah. And you gotta have a barn to keep them. Now it's my turn to say I'm leaving. <laughs> and there's it's like the the most stereotypical southern farmer wizard so he has like the overalls and the plaid shirt and the straw hat with like the piece of wheat sticking out of his mouth but instead of a pitchfork it's a wand and he's like y'all butterbean harvest coming up (laughs) and then plot twist he's the evil wizard and then someone goes to the barn and then you just hear the boy who lived Come to die. Avada Kedavra. <laughs> I can't breathe. There it goes. There goes the episode. <laughs> what did I tell you about snooping around my butterbean barn? Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Have we returned? Are we good? Okay. Because apparently this gets better. Gets better than the old butter butterbean barn. Awesome. <laughs> because... It is here at this barn that the legend originates that Lucius was tired of his air conditioners being stolen from the windows of the barn. And being a jokester, he would sew butterbean shells to some burlap sacks, and he uh, he put the beans in after they had drained. He would put them in these sacks. And uh, so he took, he took the shells, sewed them to the sacks, <laughs> and began scaring potential robbers from his property like a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> And he was doing this around the time that the lizard man was being seen. The best part was it worked because no one wanted to steal air conditioners with lizard man guarding them. I just, I just love that literally we're talking about a Scooby-Doo episode. Yes. It wasn't the lizard man. It was old Lucius Elmore. You could, you could literally take just that and make a Scooby-Doo episode out of it. But um, Lucius, his nephew, Harry, insists that he does not know if the story is true or not. 
He said his uncle might have been a jokester, but he doubts that his uncle was crafty enough to come up with the costume. I mean... Just throwing his craft skills right under the bus. Have you ever watched Five Minute Crafts? It's not that hard to hot glue stuff on things. Fair. But this was around the time of the sightings. Like, were hot glue guns... When were hot glue guns invented? This is around the 1980s. Oh, you sweet summer child. Listen listen to me. We're talking about a man who lives out in the swamp and has a butter bean barn. Do you think he has has craft supplies i could be wrong but it don't sound like the kind of man who has craft supplies okay so first of all hot glue guns have been around since the 50s fair enough second of all it could be used to fix stuff around the farm okay fair they have industrial strength glue sticks maybe maybe i was wrong so he industrial strength hot glued butter bean shells (laughs) on a burlap sack the thing is, it's it's probably true because uh, Harry says that like he's asked his uncle this, like, did, did you really do this? And he never gave him a straight answer. And he took the secret on whether or not he actually did this to the grave with him. Like, he never told anyone if he actually did it or not. So no one knows. But in the end, his infamy fused to him within the community as at his funeral, his pastor said, I have buried many men, but I have ne- never buried a lizard man. Now, the less fun part of this whole thing is there's no concrete evidence of the lizard man. Um, Davis, the 17-year-old who originally saw him that we first talked about, uh, switched details around when asked about his experience. And others who came forward were ridiculed and berated. And the cars seemed to have been mauled by a large creature, but experts seem to think it was a bear living in the swamp who eventually moved on, which isn't that uncommon if they get pushed out of their habitats by housing developments and stuff like that. But when you really look into it, unfortunately, the story kind of falls apart. But I mean, would something with ears that cute and fluffy really attack a mall car? Besides all of that, in 2018, a man named Robert Howell started a thing called the Lizard Man Stomp. A festival that celebrates the Lizard Man as well as local heritage and the strange and spooky. And it's been running since and will be held again on June 24th of this year. So Ranger has suggested that I go down to in, in, down yes. there and see the Lizard Man stomp. Yes. As well as stopping by the Cotton Museum to see the the footprints and the uh, the Button King's house. Yes. And see all of the, the sites down there. So I can't remember if I told you this or not. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of the state when it's happening. But in August, there is a squonk festival in Pennsylvania. Well, it sounds like you need to cancel whatever you're doing and be there. I can't. I mean, you can. I can't. You can. Just just do it. It's like a... It, it, it's a big thing. Like, Chris's parents... His sister, her kids, me and Chris are going to Florida. So. And I'm going to see Jire while I'm down there. Zunder and Bean know that I'm going to be in Orlando. Listen, everyone is getting to see the loaf before me and I am upset. I don't know if I'm going to get to go to their house or not. Fair. But I'm going to see them. Understandable. Are you all leaving and going to Disney World without me? I mean... How dare. 
I'm pretty sure you're going to get me thrown out of the Baltimore Aquarium. You really think I'm going to try Disney World? I mean, Bean and I were planning on just embarrassing Zunder the entire time, so... Sounds like a solid plan. Yeah. Maybe you should plan to come down in August. Mayhaps. But as as far as our story, that is the end. We did it! We made it. We somehow made it through. I don't know. I don't know if it's the day recording, if it's just something in the air. <laughs> but wow, we are we are in rare form today, sir. It's because it's during the day. We haven't had time to like slow down. We still have energy today. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Although I haven't eaten. Maybe that's it. You should, you should probably fix that. Yeah, I was going to eat when we're done recording. I have a sandwich downstairs. All right, well, thank you, Ranger, for the (laughs) interesting Scooby-Doo tale. The the good old Butterbean Barn. (laughs) I just love that we literally got to cover a Scooby-Doo's tale. (laughs) Butterbean Barn. And uh, anyway, so thank you, Ranger. Thank you, Cracko, for telling the story. And thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure to check out our website for all of the show notes, sources, and more information at thesquonkandthehag.com. And we would also love and appreciate your support by either leaving a review on iTunes or through small monthly donations using the viewer support link in the description. And if you don't subscribe, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast network to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. All right, Krakow, you ready? Goodbye. Okay,